So got an email a week later and they're like, the plan is we're going to take your HIPAA compliant firewall and we're going to replace it with a home router for Best Buy. And then we're going to take your HIPAA compliant backup system and we're going to install a free Dropbox. I didn't even read the rest of the email. I just stopped there and I was like, they're not giving you a HIPAA compliant solution. If I can help you in any way, take some pressure off your business, let's do it. And that email came back with basically, I was the bad guy. This is the Dental Marketer Podcast, where we teach you how to effectively market your dental practice. My name is Michael Arias, and my mission is to help you, the practice owner, to grow your practice, attract new patients immediately, and be seen as the go-to dental office in your community. Now, in today's episode, we're addressing a burning question. Do you really still need an IT company? If you're transitioning to a cloud-based practice management software, well, Ruben Camp, he's the mastermind behind Dark Horse Tech, the IT company. He's here to illuminate the path through the intricate world of IT, but specifically tailored for your dental office. As we know, we're kind of looking through Facebook, Instagram, um, Dental Town, all these places, right? You're making the leap to cloud-based practice management softwares. And now a common question arises. Do I still need IT support? But Ruben will be breaking down the essentials and sharing insights on benefits of cloud-based software and how an IT company helps protect your patients on multiple fronts. And specifically, we're diving into open dental. So if you have open dental, we're going to be talking about the regular open dental, right? The one you have. And if you have cloud, open dental cloud, then we're going to be talking about that too as well. And both of those and how um, you can get the most out of it. And what's best for you. And we also discuss how maybe you've wondered how to spot out IT companies that might not have your best interests at heart. If so, then stick around as we unveil the red flags and offer tips on selecting a trustworthy partner for your IT needs. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is not going to be an episode where Ruben's just talking about, you need Dark Horse, you need Dark Horse. No, he's, he's legit. He's real. He's very extremely honest. And so sometimes we are on these forums right? Like Facebook groups, Dental Town, things like that. And we see, hey, uh, I have a cousin who can do it for 80 bucks. He's, he, he did it for my office. He can do it for you too. He can do it for that, blah, 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 right? And so are these trustworthy people like who have the best interests at heart? Meaning like, are there systems in place when things go down or is it not? And so much more goes into that as well. We also discuss HIPAA compliance, right? It's crucial in safeguarding patient information. So Ruben will be shedding light on how your IT company plays a pivotal role ensuring that your dental practice remains compliant with these regulations. And of course, we won't forget the basics. We'll explore the fundamental elements of IT, including firewalls, antivirus software, and internet connectivity, and why it's essential to have reliable options for these components in your dental office. Ruben will provide the insights you need to fortify your digital defenses. And one thing I really like that we discuss is he gives us um, a stack that we can follow, meaning like, okay, what... If we need the bare bones minimum, because our budget is super tight, what can we do IT-wise and software-wise that will be the best bang for our buck? We don't have to compromise or give up anything that is essential, like HIPAA compliance, right? Like a, if we get an IT company or someone who's really, really affordable, but now we're compromising safety, right, and security. So he gives us a stack on what we can do and follow. So look out for that. 
It's super essential and definitely helpful. And lastly, we'll tackle the DIY mentality when it comes to IT solutions. Is it the right call for your dental practice or could it lead to unforeseen complications? Ruben will share his expertise on why trusting the professionals might be a smarter move. Now, that's a big might, like I told you, because he's very honest. He's going to let you know what you need to look out for uh, when it comes to other IT companies or someone who says they are an expert at IT because it's very vague. It's very broad, right? You don't need a specific, oh, I am IT certified. I can do this specifically for dental practice. I went to a school, right? It's very vague and broad. But the more you sharpen your understanding on on IT, the more you will know what to look out for and the red flags that pop up and what you need to ignore and and run away from. So very insightful episode. And also Ruben is giving you an amazing Black Friday deal. So we'll talk about it soon. But for now, let's dive into our conversation with Ruben Camp. Everybody adores him. Ruben Camp. How's it going, man? know how hard it is to be beloved and an IT guy at the same time. So I'm doing great. Thanks, Michael. Been doing this 11 years and just happy to be talking with you today. No, man, we appreciate it. We appreciate everything you're doing. I know you guys have um, done a lot for the dental community. Also startup community as well. Um, just practices in general. Um, at the same time, this is not your first episode with us. You've been with us. You've guided us through some processes. And at the same time, we're going to answer some of the most major questions today but before we do that, if you can kind of give us a gist or a rundown, been doing this for 11 years. That's right. Well, this is in Dark Horse. Um, Dark Horse is uh, something that I started. It was, it was just me, you know, back in uh, 2012. And uh, we've, we've grown throughout the years. We got about 65 employees, about a thousand clients uh, that are in the dental space. That's pretty much all we focus on is dental. So uh, how I got into that is I used to be a Bedco technician. So I used to do corporate IT for, you know, the bad guys. And, uh, you know, they really love selling burrs and bibs and all that stuff, but IT was kind of an afterthought. So I really wanted to, um, you know, start a company where service was the, uh, the main for not selling consumables. So, mm. uh, other interesting, my dad was a dentist. That's how I got into this industry. I think everyone has a really interesting path about how do you found dental? I know you do Michael as well, right? We all kind of get dragged in somehow. Yeah. Uh, you know, went to school uh, at Chapel Hill to to be a dentist and decided I didn't want to do that. So, uh, yeah, Benko, Dark Horse, here we are. So you left Benko mainly because you were not seeing what you wanted to see or what was the reason? Yeah. So, th- I mean, they're a, a sales company first, right? So they're, you know, all the meetings and all the messaging and everything like that, it was it was about how do we sell more products? How do we sell more CBCTs? How do we, you know, get more accounts and sell them consumables? You know, I call it burrs, bibs, and everything else. And they had IT because you know what? They didn't want Shiner Patterson to be in that office. They always like they had IT as a defensive mechanism, but not as like a core something that, that they were, you know, putting a lot of resources in to develop. So, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, customer service uh, in dental, that's kind of like, that's my niche. So, you know, let's say if, if Benko was 80-20 sales to service, right? We have three people in sales out of 65 people. So you can see just by the demographics of our, you know, how we're made up. Mm-hmm. Most of our people are in places to support our clients, not to sell, you know, to shove something down its throat. So that was very important to me just as a service technician that started a company versus 
you know, we have a lot of competitors out there that have just either, you know, either bought an IT company and they're just trying to squeeze it for profits or, you know, someone who does not understand customer service, but hey, they, they're really good at a P&L statement. Yeah. Yeah. Did you specialize that in Chapel Hill IT? No, I biochemistry. That was, uh, that's pre-dental based. Anything that's in the sciences basically is pre-dental. So that's, uh, computers. That's just been kind of my thing for, you know, for as long as I can remember, you know, nine, 10, 12, got into building computers and fixing them and started a company in high school called Ithaca Computer Solutions with a buddy of mine. And we run around and anybody that knows Ithaca, it's Cornell. So we fix some Cornell professors at all hours of the day. And anyway, so. So just kind of been a passion, self-taught passion of life. Yeah, because I was going to ask you out of all the things you were doing in Benco, why did you pick to hone in on it uh, for that solution? You know what? They wanted me to be a, a dual trained tech, right? They wanted me not only to go into an office, install a computer system, sensors, mount a CBCT, calibrate it, do all that stuff. But they were like, you know, it'd be really great if while you're there, someone's, you know, Cuspidor doesn't work. If you could also be cross-trained on the mechanicals, you know, suction, all that stuff, you know, amalgam separators. And I was, uh, I was just so, I was so talented at the IT side of things that I, that I never really got that opportunity to learn on it. And that's fine because that's not really a passion of mine. Um, you know, the, the, those, those systems are kind of gross, what goes down the drain when they get clogged up. Uh, so uh, there's some very talented, we call them core service technicians, right? The core equipment in the office. And I will leave it up to the professionals, but. Gotcha. Okay, man. Interesting. So then fast forward, you started Dark Horse Tech and this is where you're at now. Now, I know we're going to kind of talk about, and let's kind of jump into that if we can. Yeah. A lot of people do have uh, open dental, right? And so break it down to me. What are the confusions when it comes to having that and then IT? Absolutely. So kind of how we got here is, you know, Dark Horse version 1.0 was, we were a small regional upstate New York company. I, I mean, it's good New York, small town, 30,000 people, 30,000 college students. And, you know, that was the old way to do anything. So then, you know, we got a break and Howard Ferrand hired me and Howard was in Phoenix. So that was our first, I can't drive to you office, right? And we nailed it. He was running Opendell in his office. And that really gave us the confidence uh, and exposure, right? Went on his podcast, got a, got a forum to introduce myself to the dental community, which at that time was still to dental town. Now, about a year after that interview, it's like everyone fled to Facebook groups and then I followed them over there. So Dark Horse version 2.0 is not just, you know, we're five minutes from your office. It's, hey, we're dental specific. That's our edge. If you're in Hawaii, if you're in Alaska, if you're in rural Nebraska, we'll support you. No problem. You know, we'll make it work. And Dark Horse version 3.0 has been cloud, right? So, and that's kind of where we're um, segueing in here today is Open Dental's a you know, great company. They're well known for their uh, customer service. That's what I care about, right? So when you hear me singing companies' praises, that means when you pick up the phone and call them, they treat you well, they solve your problem. So we've always loved Open Dental. And so the confusion has come up just recently. So cloud, mm -hmm. open now. There's two versions. There's the one you just, that everyone pretty much has right now, uh, which is you call them up, you buy a license key and you put it on your server and right, it's a local system. And then there is Open Dental's internal cloud offering. Like literally they host it at their uh, HQ in Oregon, and that is a separate version. So there are only two versions of Open Dental. However, this is where the confusion comes in. Like professionals uh, like us, right? We use Microsoft 
and Azure as their cloud platform, we take the first version, the normal version, the one that works with, you know, Flex and Mango mm-hmm. and Medento and Swap, all of your third-party integrations. We take the one that you've been running on your local server and we put it in the cloud. So same version, integrations all work. That's still version one. Version two is the one that OpenDental offers and they have a pricing sheet online that you can look at, but it does not have integrations with third party, which is tough for me because that's when I hear feedback about OpenDental, the product's great, the support's great, but people really love using all the third party integrations and they love the ability to switch, right? Mm-hmm. If something's not working for them, uh, there's nine other paperless companies you can go to, right? Um, you know, or like, you know, Flex is a great example. Right. Flex is only written for open dental and they do a really good job of what they do. Right. Does not exist in any other practice management software. Cannot, cannot replicate it. But let's say the owner, general manager of Flex pissed you off. You can switch software. So you can't do that with any other platform out there. So to, to break it down really simply, there's the off the shelf open dental. And that's the one that, you know, that we're in large part supporting, putting in the cloud. Um, creating awesome solutions for single practices, multi-site practices, and DSOs. And then there's the internal open dental cloud offering. We honestly, across our, you know, we have right now 1,050 clients. We have zero people on that second version. So that is where most of the confusion has come in the space. When you try to have a conversation like over Facebook, over text, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to parse that out. And then when people call open dental, it gets even more confusing. Really? Okay. Let me ask you, when it comes to cloud, do you still need IT for that? You still need IT. So IT and HIPAA compliance are just, they're linked together, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, you read the, you know, what you need to do to, you know, to protect your patient's health information. You need to have a firewall. That doesn't go away. Uh, you need to have antivirus software. That does not go away. You need to have a backup system. That does go away as long as you don't have 3D images, right? Those don't go to the cloud yet. Those stay local. Right. This is something that a conversation needs to happen. It's really hard for me to like text somebody back and forth and explain all this. I'm glad this podcast exists because I can now <laughs> cite it. Like, hey, before I even talk to me, listen to our conversation here. IT is absolutely reduced by going to open dental cloud. Again, the first one, the off-the-shelf one I'm talking about. It is not erased, right? Open dental will help you with open dental. Anything else in your practice, printers security cameras, internal cameras, sensors, CBCTs, PCI compliance, all that is is traditionally still on the IT. Gotcha. Okay. So then what are the frustrations when trying to explain this then? I guess, do people still understand it or they're more like, what? You know? It's IT, but there's like, I can't give my full explanation because it crosses the border into IT jargon. Mm, gotcha. The three letter, you know, acronyms start coming out and everyone's lost. So what we typically do, we share our screen, right? We say, hey, this is exactly how it's going to work on your office. Um, let's take the example of somebody that is on a server-based open dental solution right now. We say, hey, you know what? It's the same version. We're going to put it in the cloud. Your staff's going to walk in the morning. They're going to see an open dental icon. They're double-click on it, and they're not even going to know it's in the cloud. Execution is actually very simple, right? From the customer's point of view, right? There's some expertise that goes into migrating to the clouds, you know, getting the cloud server where it needs to be security, all that stuff takes technical expertise, <laughs> but the staff walking in the morning, double clicking on open dental, that does not change. So um, that's why it's been such a successful implementation is because it's like, it's still open dental that people know and love. 
Uh, it's just not on a local server in your office. And, you know, historically, the cloud has been slower, right? But with Microsoft's, uh, you know, recent introduction of a couple different protocols that are, again, here comes the three-letter acronyms. RDP is now AVD, which Azure Virtual Desktop. We're seeing now that the cloud is faster than a local server. So it's not only that it's it's 2023. Of course, this should be in the cloud. It is actually just as fast or uh, even faster than a local server. So it's uh, you know, a really great time to talk about this is when you're looking to replace your server. It's like, hey, do you want to, you know, do you want to write a check every five years, right? And maintain that hardware. And when you replace it, there's downtime to transfer it or you go to the cloud, you know? It's a really great time to, to talk to your IT company about um, options. So you don't yeah. have to buy one-time so, hardware cost. Gotcha. So then it's easy, I guess, how often should you replace a server then? And then what really does cloud-based, I guess, servers or softwares kind of cover, right? If you were to give us like bullet points of this is what it covers, easily, boom. And then how often should we replace a server? You're like, nope, I'm still sticking with what I know. Try and true. Servers, five to seven years is a pretty safe um, window of time, right? It, it is, if your server goes down, that means your patients are, are waiting. So yeah. that is not worth something cheaping out on, right? It's kind of the brains of the operation. Now, if you go to the cloud, now you don't have to worry about hardware anymore, right? And, and you look at Microsoft's uh, data in the industry. This is this is true for voice over IP as it is for any cloud service. They talk about nines, right? They talk about what is your uptime? How many nines are there past the 99% point, right? And Microsoft has four nines. So that means you have about a minute and a half downtime a year. I've never seen it go down, but technically, I guess it's gone down for a minute and a half on average every year. 99.9999% uptime, which cannot be replicated at all by a local. Because all these services, you have Amazon, you have Google, you have Microsoft, just to name three. There's competition. Part, you know, the cost of storage is going down. The cost of servers is going down. It used to be, it didn't make a lot of sense for a single practice to go cloud, uh, only for multi-site. And now it's just everyone should go cloud because it's more cost-effective. So that's the key. Most cost-effective then, right? Especially if people that's are trying right. to, gotcha, okay. So then going with that to you, Ruben, because you've, you've worked with hundreds of practices or you are working with hundreds of practices. Hundreds uh, of practices that use Open Dental, more, you know, more practices that use Dentrix and EagleSoft and CareStack and Oryx and all those softwares. So, you know, I, I see the entire industry. We're kind of focusing here on Open Dental, but um, I mean, Open Dental, it's no secret, is my favorite software. I don't know if I've still ever seen a negative comment about Open Dental. So then to you, what would be, if you're trying to be super cost effective, but efficient to start off, what would be the best kind of like formula or stack to use for this? So it all goes to fit. Right. What makes if we're we're saying everything is equal, it's an easy answer. Right. But the problem is certain softwares are better suited for dentists. Right. There's, a, of course, the feature set standpoint. And you can only find this out by talking to these companies and doing demos. Is this going to work for my practice and how I manage and bill and all that stuff? Um, you know, and, and the other side of this is what do you want? Do you want something that's all inclusive? Right. Let's let's take Dentrix Ascend, uh, for example. You pay a higher bill, right, than you would pay to Open Dental, but you get every single service that you could want. The problem is you have to use all those services, right? There is no alternative. 
if you're a dentist that wants to use the best software, that's why Open Dental still exists, right? It may look it's from like it's from the 1990s. They haven't updated it. But you know what makes it so powerful is honestly, it's like the app store on, on app, right? It's, it's a great phone, but you know what's great about it? The app store, you can download whatever you want. It's got the best ecosystem out there. So you go to Open Dental and you're like, you know, Flex is a really great example. That program alone is just so incredibly powerful, right? You don't have those options with an all-inclusive software. But maybe you're you're a dentist and you're just like, you know, I don't want to worry about having to sign up for Open Dental and then Flex and then, you know, practice by numbers and then Mango Voice. I don't want to have to do all that, right? Which is, you know, why companies like Archie exist because they'll they'll say, hey, we'll give you practice management. We'll give you phones through Mango. It's included in your bill. We'll give you patient communication. We'll give you all this stuff. So you kind of have to ask the question of, what kind of person are you? Are, are you just, when you sign up for one thing and I'll just use whatever they have, or do you want to be able to be like, I want to work with the best patient communication company. I want to work with the best clearinghouse. I want to work with the best patient portal company, credit card company. That's who I am. That's who a lot of dentists are out there. I mean, Open Dental is still the number one software for startups. Um, when we see people have all the choice in the world, that Open Dental is still being over 50% of startup practices are still going open dental. And that's why it's more of an ease uh, question, right? Single yeah. pane of glass. It's all here. Freedom of choice is on the other side. Gotcha. So one is more like all one subscription. To, yeah. Like, for example, like Oryx, right? If you were to just go with Oryx all in Absolutely. one exclusive, you know what I mean? Inclusive everything. I'm going to get Oryx uh, and I'm going to get phones. I'm done. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But if you want the like the other side, right? The freedom to choose. So we have opened 400 startups. I've talked to most of these people and then even more people, right? Because the ones that didn't go with us, right? And, and I hear their story. And like, I think the reason Open Dental is appealing is because let's go back to the 2012. You know, I'm leaving Benko. I'm risking, that's that's the health insurance for our family. That's half the income for our family. And I'm leaving with nothing. And I'm saying like, you know, I have a dream to create a great IT company and I'm I'm going for it, right? And that's who the startup people are, plus a million and a half dollars in debt, yeah. which I did not have. That's a whole nother layer. So, you know, when you talk to these people, they're like, this is my dream practice. I want it to be freaking awesome, right? <laughs> and I'm not sure those companies can can meet that standard, right? They're, they're trying to be the jack of all trades. Because when you peel back the layer, you know, let's, again, just let's go back to Ascend. That's like 10 different companies, right? They stitched the software all together to make it all look and feel like a cohesive interface. But the practice management module is different than the imaging, right? That's a separate software, right? So you're talking about one company who's trying to develop, it, you know, and push forward 10 different platforms. It's really hard to do, right? And there's one reason why we're like, hey, Mango, do your thing. Just freaking nail the phones, right? And, yeah. and we're, a lot of IT companies do do phones. We just feel like it distracts from our core purpose, which is like, all right, we're going to be awesome at support. We're going to be awesome at startups, which is basically support as well. You know, and we're going to be great at the cloud, right? We'll just focus on these three things. That is our competitive advantage. When you try to broaden in any segment, I mean, Dennis probably know this from trying to bring in, let's bring in ortho, let's bring in oral surgery in-house. And you try to be eight plus at all these different things. It's really hard. It's the same thing with software companies. Everything 
in the startup, it's, it's a conversation. I listen to what people want. And, you know, anytime they're just like, this has to work. I want this practice to be the, you know, the best patient experience it can be. It usually in, inevitably points to, to a single software company. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. That's awesome. And then, so with that kind of being said, I know cost kind of comes into mind. That's the question that a lot of people really ask is how can they start cutting down on their IT or how can they minimize that IT bill? Or yeah. have you seen this where people are like, hey, I just got like uh, new fees on my IT bill or something like that. What What is up with that? The new fees thing? Uh, well, I mean, if you add computers, I mean, it just depends how your IT is set up, right? There's uh, on the back end, I can tell you as somebody who runs an IT company, we get charged per device, right? So it's natural for your IT company to then bill you. It's the fairest way to do it. We get charged for 10 you know, antivirus agents, you have nine servers, nine workstations and a server, that's 10, lines up. So usually when you see IT bills go up, Office adds a computer, Office adds email services, it's it's stuff like that. I mean, unless you're just working with, you know, shady folks that just move numbers, you don't notice. Um, you know, we do price increases uh, annually because we give our staff raises. Guess where the price increase comes from? What we hear from our clients, we want to work with the same people again and again. That's retention. And that means you got to give people a reason to stay here besides like, hey, you like Ruben, you should stay here. But usually <laughs> that means promotions and raises and all that good stuff. So let's pivot to how do you cut down on IT costs, right? <laughs> I'm not someone who is, let's say, there's a lot of IT companies out there that prevent their clients from going to the cloud because they so fear like, oh no, it's not ready yet. It can't do what you want to do. But they're really protecting their butts. Right. They're mm. like, oh, I goes to the cloud. I'm going to lose revenue. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how to lose IT companies revenue. So think about any software out there, Dentrix, uh, Eaglesoft, OpenDell, right? We have a server. Uh, we have to back up that server. And the office says, you know what? If that server goes down, I don't want to be down at all. All right. So then we need a backup and disaster recovery system. So when we go cloud, let's just make it very, very simple. Let's leave 3D out of it. Let's let's treat it like it's a pediatric office and everything is 2D imaging. <laughs> I'll pick on it works for now, right? And I know it's a, it's a good partner of ours. Uh, I know Rania. I love the products. When you go or let's say you're on Open Dental and Dexas Imaging locally, you go Oryx. What goes away on the IT side? Well, I don't have to manage your server anymore. That is one of the highest costs on there. That goes away. I don't have to back up that server that I'm not managing anymore. So that goes away. So what does that leave? That leaves how much support you want, right? And so that's either you pay as needed or you want unlimited support for your practice. The firewall, that is still a HIPAA requirement and antivirus software. I'm just trying to keep it as simple as possible. Like there's patch management and all this stuff. You have to keep your computers up to date. That should go along with the antivirus and all that stuff. But some big stuff comes off but you still have a lot of requirements and things to protect on the network. Gotcha. Okay. So the requirements still stay, but now when you say the biggest expense, which is the servers, right? That kind of comes off. How much are we looking to shave off when that happens? Yeah. So, I mean, I can only talk about myself, right? <laughs> in our company. So the two biggest costs are support. Let's say you're paying for unlimited support. We call that our gold plan right? Unlimited phone support and server management. So let's say an office is on a $600 a month plan with us, unlimited support, and they go to a cloud-based agreement. You could be looking at $150 a month in savings. Okay. 
with the server oh. management, right? Or the server. Server, yeah, the, the server, the backup system going away, you could go down to 450. Uh-huh. Okay, but everything else, the bare bones requirement. Per set savings. So when it comes to like the, let's just say they did that. They went with Oryx, they did all that. And they're like, Ruben, help me out here, man. Like I need, give me the bare bones that what we can do. How does that look? And, and is that feasible for the long run? And they're like, I want to grow. But give me the bare bones. Well, depends on how much your staff calls it. Right. If your staff doesn't call in, you should be on a bare bones plan, right? You should yeah. be on just like, hey, cover me for HIPAA compliance, cybersecurity, make sure I don't get hacked. Let's go. The thing is, most of our clients call in, they use the service they pay for. So it's it's completely up to the client. I think it's a really smart decision as uh, as a business owner not to put a barrier between your staff needing help and like, oh, you know, Dr. Clark's going to get a bill if I pick up the phone, mm-hmm. right? Things are broken. Your staff doesn't hesitate. It gets fixed. Done, right? That's the stuff that, you know, the dentist doesn't see while they're in the treatment room is like, you know, the scanner doesn't work. So your staff is so much less efficient because they had to, you know, create a workaround because they know if they call, you know, Dr. Clark's going to get, you know, bill in the mail 10 days from now. And he's going to be like, hey, Nancy, what the heck? Yeah, 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 you're right. You know, it's, uh, you know. And I feel like that kind of creates like more, uh, you're scared. You won't even yeah. tell the doctor, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah. I pretty, tell her you'll lie about it or something, right? In order to not feel, you're creating some type of weird environment in your office when you do that. Right. I can't imagine how much stuff wouldn't get done if I was the bottleneck at my company. It's like, oh, no, we can't reach out to that company until Ruben approves it. It's like, oh, my God, I wouldn't get anything done. Um, but to answer your question, like if you, let's say it's a, it's a medium or sized or smaller office, you stripped out the unlimited service and you're just like, Hey, I'm going to Oryx and I want no frills, right? Just give me compliant protected. You could easily be in the 200 or range. Yeah. Yeah. But the unlimited, like, give me an example, like why, or from your experience, if you can give me like the top three, why does staff call in a lot? Let me just pull up our service board right now and just. List off what people call in about. Your PCS compliance scan uh, has expired, needs to be ran, right? So if you don't, basically, if you've ever looked at a PCI compliance scan, it's a test for IT professionals. It's like, you know, what settings do you have on, on your firewall? Do you have antivirus software? When were the last? So it's basically a test for IT people. That's a really great thing to offload to us because that thing takes like 30 minutes to complete. Right. Questionnaire. And then you have to schedule a scan. You have to know your internal IP address that Spectrum gave you to run the. Anyway, uh, that's one example. Let's see. Questions about switching a Panorex PC to server PC. So this office, they have a, a imaging database on their PAN PC and they want to they want to talk to us about what it would take to move that to the server PC to consolidate that. Um, create remote access, right? That's something that's included with all of our plans. Create remote access for my new remote employee. Uh, so that they can log into a lab computer. Let's see, install Remexus on computers that were just installed uh, by the office. Uh, Workstation 2 cannot print, create new Windows user on consultation computer. And then, oh, this one's great. Uh, Shout out to Becky Scott from Lincoln Children's Dentistry. Help my son get Fortnite to work on our office Wi-Fi. (laughs) You guys guys cover all kinds of (laughs) help my son get Fortnite to work. Yeah, I mean, there's cover everything. IT companies, uh, you know, we're again, we're dental specific. We coach our people to call us on anything. There's there's really two setups. There is the like IT company that say, hey, that's a vendor problem. You need to call them directly. And then there's us. 
right? And, and some other really good companies in the space who yeah. have vendor management built in. And that's the expectation that like your staff is taking care of patients. They're not like waiting on hold with CareStream or, you know, Gendex or Dexas, you know, they're, they got to take care of patients, like yeah. wait on hold while, you know, while we're, you know, working at home or, or HQ. So. But that, I, I think that's really good to have though, because I feel like uh, a lot of the times you waste time looking for it, right? When we can just go to you and then you give us the solution. Hey, it's a vendor. Hey, it's this. And so I'm sure you've heard of this a lot. And this is a question when I asked and the Dental Market Society Facebook group, like in other places, they send us this one a lot uh, with VoIP, right? So they're saying kind of like we're having an issue with our phones and then VoIP says there is no issue or it can be any other vendor, right? They says there is no issue on yeah. our end. So then yes. it, it falls back on you or what, what happens there? Yeah. So, you know, in the example of the bad IT company that says call your vendor, you're stuck in the middle as the client. That's the worst, you know, you feel helpless, kind of feel a little pissed off. You're like, what? And so our clients never have to feel like that anymore because we're just, we are them in that scenario. We're hunting down the solution. The ticket will not get closed until the issue is resolved. So let's talk about voice over IP, right? A lot of, you know, a lot of people, that is the standard now. Of course, you should have it. It's really great if you have a hybrid, you want to offer jobs that are hybrid or even full remote, right? Voice over IP is like the only way to pull that off. So you install your new phone system and you're having call quality issues. The number one most likely culprit is going to be your firewall. Okay. So it's the, it's the phone company says, Hey, our servers are great. Everything looks really good until it hits your office. And so let's assume they're right. Yeah. You know, let's assume the AWS is not having an issue. Firewall is going to be number one. Internet quality is going to be number two. And number three is going to be the device that controls your network. Sometimes that's the server, sometimes that's the firewall. But basically, you know, my, when you when you go to Starbucks and you join the Wi-Fi, you're getting an IP address from something, right? You're not just, just magically connecting to the internet. Something is handing you an address. Okay, so those are the three things that, again, if you have an IT company, they're going to be able to to diagnose that stuff pretty quickly. They're going to be able to run, let's say, in the internet stability, they're going to be able to run a ping test. Let's say you spectrum, they can see is your internet like a DC current? Is it just flat or is it like, is it just jittery and it's all over the place? You know, voice needs a very consistent connection to work well. Not a lot of traffic, but just needs a staple connection. Firewall. Well, if you just leave the firewall stock unconfigured, it's just going to be constantly scanning that phone traffic, and then you're going to have call quality issues. So what we do is after the office, let's say they get Mango, they plug their uh, Yealink phones in, they show up on the network. We do a couple different things, but just to keep it simple, we whitelist them, right? We tell the firewall, these devices are safe. Don't hammer them, right? Don't constantly bombard them with internal threat protection stuff. There's a couple other tips and tricks you could do, but it's more kind of for your, your IT than like a DIY stuff. So we won't talk about that. Yeah. And then there's the device that hands out IP addresses, right? So you could be out of IP addresses, right? You have such a large office, you've maxed out, you plug that phone in, it doesn't even connect to the internet. You could have IP address conflicts, right? So uh, you, let's say the phone's working great, you connect your laptop, that router gives uh, your laptop the same address as the phone. One of those devices is going to win. Right? Okay. Uh huh. Right. So there could be an IP address conflict. Um, and I'll just throw out 
some other words if people are taking notes here and they're going to send it to their IT company. DHCP, that's what that's the service that hands out IP addresses. DNS, that's how devices resolve internet addresses, right? Google.com is actually 8.8.8.8. Okay. <laughs> right. So when you type in google.com, it's touching a DNS server and it's saying, what is this? And it goes, oh yeah, that's 8.8.8.8. Of course. Well, here you go. You don't know that's happening, but DHCP, DNS, and lastly, gateway. Gateway is just how you get to the internet. So I know that's a, that's a lot of technical jargon, but you know, for for those of you who no, are DIY or like furiously writing your, your IT company an email right now, just put all those words in there. Wait, quick question. Leaving firewall stock, what does that mean? Like you said, if you just leave your firewall stock. Okay, so let's say you get a firewall, plug it in out of the box, you don't do anything to it. All right, what you're going, you're going to have phone issues. You're going to have issues with anything that is internal that needs to broadcast external. Mm-hmm. Okay, so think think about open dental e-services. Think about credit card, right? You have a credit card reader. That thing needs to authenticate their credit card and come back. If you leave it stock, it's going to turn off access to all of these devices that you rely on your practice to work on. Now, it's not going to not work 100% of the time, but these are the things that your IT company should be doing. You should be whitelisting these known good devices um, so there are no issues and you don't have to worry about this stuff at all. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So this is basically why we hear all the time where they might be like, hey, it's not us. Call your IT company. And it's then, not us. It's you. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's usually, it's honestly usually the firewall in and not to get into a soapbox here. IT is, it's really hard because there's not like a set of standards or get anybody, including me, I should say, you know, self-taught, just have a lot of experience, can be an IT person, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you come along and someone's like, oh yeah, I can do all of that for half the price, right? And it's just like, okay, but what are you getting? And it's like, uh, none of this stuff is typical compliant. Mm-hmm. So like, no wonder it's half price because it's not actually protecting your office. You know, you I do want to work, honestly, with, with folks that care about their patient's data, right? Because that's what I care about, yeah. doing a good job. But IT is one of those tough industries, right? There's not a lot of regulation in terms of who can um, be an IT person. If you're an IT person that's working with a dentist, you have their trust and you breach that trust by selling them something that is not HIPAA compliant. There are no ramifications for you. So it's somewhat of a wild way. Like I'm in this this position where, you know, I've been around long enough that I have the respect uh, of a lot of people out there. And there are other companies like Medix Dental, that, that do a really good job in this space. And, you know, we like to say we're the good guys, right? We don't cut corners. We do the right thing. We take care of our clients. But then there's the rest of the market. And it's really hard to have conversations because the dentist is always stuck in the middle, right? They're hearing one thing, like from a colleague, oh, this endodontist who has five offices in Illinois uses this guy and pays him, pays him 40 bucks a month. And that's yeah. everything you do. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, it, it, half of me is like, I want to fight to keep the client. The other half is like, this person has been said a load of, you know, BS. And I'm not going to be the one that's going to be able to convince them that they were given wrong information by their endodontist friend. So it's like, yeah, it's what, sorry, what would In that scenario, no, it's good because in that scenario, what would be like the, I guess in, in your terms, like the BS, like the stuff where you're like, Ruben, I see that all the time, man, where I'm like, oh, look, your fellow IT person here just wants to let you know. And then they give you like a list of everything or whatever. And you're like, what? You know what I mean? It looks like they 
pretty much you're saying like we can do the same thing, but like 40 bucks a month. I'll spare the name, but I'll give you a, a real example. So we had we had a, a dentist that recently left us, right? Um, and they they were under a a one year startup deal, right? So we we give folks lower pricing on the startup price. They just have to sign a one just a one year term, uh, initial term, then it's month to month after that. So it was like month six, and this dentist uh, was struggling. Like her practice wasn't growing as fast as she wanted to, so she was making calls to vendors to be like, "Hey, what can you do for me?" And this is I was kind of alluding to the endodontist. This is that's kind of the story, right? She. Talked to a colleague who used a guy um, for his practices and was like, hey, I'm really struggling. Like, I'm not going to hold somebody to a contract if I'm affecting their business. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and that's not why I got into this industry, right? Mm-hmm. Just to make every single dollar I could from a dentist. And it's like, tell you what, let's make a deal here. Send me what they sent you. If they are truly matching what we are providing, like, just let's let's part ways, right? Mm-hmm. Go there, save some money, and you know let's part as friends. So got an email a week later, and they're like, "The plan is we're going to take your HIPAA compliant firewall and we're going to replace it with a home router for Best Buy." It's like okay, and then we're going to take your HIPAA compliant backup system and we're going to install a free Dropbox. I'm like okay, so I, I didn't even read the rest of the email. I just stopped there and I was like. All right, so let's let's figure out how to work together. They're not giving you a HIPAA compliant solution. I mean, you know, like if I could help you in any way, take some pressure off your business, let's do it. And then email came back with basically, I was the bad guy for pointing out that they have been given bad advice. So I have two choices in this moment. I can keep continuing to try to work with this person or I can just let them go. And I chose to let them go. I don't want to have to be the bad guy. I don't do high pressure sales. I don't do scare tactics. Or if you trust another person more than me, by all means, please go work with them. But, you know, peace of mind, sleep at night. I told the doctor everything that they were not getting. You know, they were literally compromising their patient's health information. I can't work with that person, you know? Yeah. So they they were more upset that you didn't agree with the other IT companies like Jengi yes. Solutions, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like, hey, we're just going to... Yeah, I thought it was just like a perfect... If they're doing what we're doing for less money, show me, because I would love to know how to be more efficient. Just, I'm curious, like, how did, how is this possible? And it turns out the the solution was, we're just going to pull stuff off of Best Buy that belongs in someone's home and say you're good. That, that story really gets into the essence of the complexity of being an, an IT professional in healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to go one of these days, we got to do an episode about how important it is to be HIPAA compliant. Because I know we kind of touched that. Well, we touched that in this episode, but we kind of touched that in previous ones of it's mega important, you know, um, in order to do that. So it interesting. Should like, it should be like car insurance, right? It yeah. should not be opt-in yeah. out It's like, yeah, I kind of want to be a little compliant, but then I want to ignore all the stuff. You know, that actually costs money. Yeah. A little compliant. And like, and like, who's safe? Henry Schein got hacked twice. Aspen Dental, and this is just this year. Mm-hmm. Aspen Dental had over a thousand practices get hacked. I don't know what it, it's going to take. And I try not to, you know, worry about all the dentists that didn't take my advice and went down a different pathway. But, you know, this is what I talk about. I want to work with people that care about protecting their patient. It is a passion of mine. I want yeah. you to care about protecting your patient's health information. Yeah. And I like that about you, man. It's because like your, your transition, every time I think uh, Dark Horse has been running, you guys have been moving the needle closer and closer to 
quality, right? Over like, we got to get more sales, more people, more things. And every time you guys have ever sponsored, right, you're never like, how many leads are we getting or anything like that? It's more like, hey, man, like, let's let's let them know about this. Let's let the, the people know about that, right? The importance. Yeah. My marketing strategy can be distilled down into two words. Good vibes. I just want like good vibes to kind of, you know, reverberate throughout the annals of the internet, right? Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, someone has a question on the, you know, dental marketing group about imaging software, whatever. We'll jump in. I'm not going to solicit you. Here's an answer. Great. If you look me up and you want to reach out, that's awesome. But that has been for 11 years, all organic growth and and why like we love partnering with, with you, Michael, is just like, here's a podcast that is just about, let's get as much information, let's clear up confusion in the industry. I'm not asking you to work with me. Take all this information back to your IT company and protect yourself. And if you love your IT guy, keep working with him. I'm here if you want an option, but like, I really hope you care for the alliance before you call. Yeah. And if you guys want to know how to get Fortnite to start working in your office. That's the firewall. Yeah. I, I remember uh, <laughs> Ashley one time called you, right? Like about a fridge or something like that. So Ashley once called me when her power went out. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like, hey, my, uh, you know, my uh, computers aren't turning on. I was like, can you call your electric company? <laughs> uh, and that goes back to just like, we, again, when we train our clients, calls for anything, sometimes... <laughs> They do. Yeah. And no, no, yeah. Call NYSEG or, you know, call your local power company. Uh, happy to help out and pick up the phone and all that. But yeah. No, so, that's awesome. Yeah. man. that's awesome. Ruben, we appreciate your time. But before we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm all over the internet. So you see me just popping around in and out of Facebook groups. Uh, my direct email is admin at darkhorsetech.com. You can go right on our website, hit contact us, and that will uh, generate a little link to schedule a call with us. DM me on Facebook. You can DM me on Instagram. You'll see, you know, Instagram, if you want to follow us at Dark Horse Tech, that's where I post, you know, anytime we're doing a startup, uh, I post all the pictures out there, right? So mm -hmm. if you're, you know, interested in working with us or just interested in like, what are the newest, latest startups looking like? We're, we're pretty much doing one or two startups a week. Right. We did about 87 just last year. And so, yeah, follow along. That makes me feel good because I'm the one doing all that posting. So please like, <laughs> like my photos. <laughs> please like my photos. Awesome, guys. So that's all going to be in the show notes below. So definitely go check it out. Follow Dark Horse Tech on their social media. And at the same time, click on the first link in the show notes below to check out the exclusive deal that Dark Horse Tech is giving you. Go ahead and do that. And Ruben, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure and we'll hear from you soon. Appreciate it, Michael. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I truly appreciate you listening. And at the same time, Ruben, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We really appreciate you. Thank you for supporting the Dental Marketer podcast as well. We know the people at Dark Horse Tech are doing amazing things. Ruben is doing amazing things. Um, and I really enjoy talking to him. Very, very smart guy. But at the same time, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, very honest. And so he will tell it to you like it is. He's here to help. And obviously, if you're helping consistently, this is the result. You have a fantastic company. So Dark Horse Tech is it. Now, they do have a Black Friday deal. And the Black Friday deal is eliminate all onboarding costs and one-time fees. So what does that mean? Well, if you take advantage of the Dark Horse Tech Black Friday offer from the moment you're listening to this to the 27th, of 2023 and if you sign up for a year 
like one year term with Dark Horse Tech. They're going to eliminate all onboarding fees and costs and eliminate all one time fees exclusively for that week only for Black Friday. Right. So the 27th moment you're listening to this all the way to the 27th, they will give you that deal. So let's just say you're listening to this in December, right? Black Friday is gone. Don't worry. You still get an exclusive deal because remember, Dark Horse Tech is one of our supporters. They are one of our sponsors. We 100% believe in them. And so since we're partnered up, they have an exclusive deal just for you, just for the listener of the Dental Marketer Podcast. And that deal is the first month of service is free. So definitely go in the show notes below. If you click on it, you're going to see a bunch of testimonials. Check out what everyone's saying about Dark Horse Tech, okay? See how everybody likes it. A lot of your colleagues are on there. They're, they're, they love it. So check it out. And at the same time, take advantage of this because it's a limited time offer. All right. And thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you listening to this episode. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.